Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. everyone and welcome back to episode 17 of the coin club podcast i hope all of you are remaining healthy through the end of the year we're fast approaching the holiday season for many of us and if you plan on shopping online for your favorite numismatist let me remind you that the days are numbered to get that before the big day the post office is working their butts off trying to get their already crazy volume of packages delivered to your doors on time Just the other day, I saw a postal van in my neighborhood in the early morning hours out delivering already. If you see your local delivery person from the post office, or Amazon, or FedEx, or UPS for that matter, take a moment to thank them for all the hard work they're doing this time of the year. They'll surely appreciate it, and we need to remember that the delays we're seeing are not caused by them. They're the people on the ground making it happen. Many of us give small tokens of our appreciation to different people this time of the year who render us services. However, I don't think the Postal Service is allowed to take gifts, so a mere thank you as you see them throughout their day will probably go a long, long way. This is the last episode of the podcast before Christmas, so I would like to take a moment to wish each of you a very Merry Christmas. I hope that you're able to spend the day with your loved ones, enjoy some good food, Make new memories, share old traditions, and celebrate the way you want to celebrate the day. Please, remember that there are those of us out there that may be less fortunate than us who need a helping hand this time of year. No matter what situation we are in, there are always ways that we can help out. Please, donate food to your local food bank. Warm clothes donations are especially appreciated this time of year, and if you cannot afford to donate anything, you still have something to offer. Your time. Please consider helping out a local food kitchen to help prepare or serve a warm meal to someone who normally may not have the opportunity to get one. It is the time of the year for giving, and I have always been an advocate to help those in need. Do whatever you can, and do it in a way that you are able to. Many numismatists this time of year decide to drop pricey coins into the donation buckets at their local organizations asking for donations. And if you can't afford this, remember, there are many ways to help out. With the spirit of the season upon us, let's get into some of the remaining news of the season here in Numismatics. The World Coin Spotlight, some more coin roll hunting reminders, and we're going to wrap up this episode in a true Christmas fashion with a spotlight on a numismatic offering and its story of a coin you you can still find today. It's very affordable to add to your collection and takes us back to the time of Christ. Get cozy, friends. Grab a nice cup of coffee or hot chocolate, and let's get on with the show. In the news on this episode... A reminder, as we've mentioned in a past episode, the New York International Numismatic Association will host its 50th annual convention at the Intercontinental Barclay Hotel. It will be held Thursday, January 13th through Sunday, January 16th. Check out their website, nyinc.info, for more information on the event. 
Kagan's has announced that they will be the official distributor in the United States for the Spanish doubloon. The Royal Mint of Spain is minting its first series of gold bullion coins, and you will be able to pick one of these up at Kagan's. This inaugural issue will be limited to a mintage of only 12,000 coins. If you wish to purchase one of these coins, head on over to their website, kagans.com, for more details. Along with the regular offerings at the Mint, you can still pick up some pretty cool decorations for your Christmas tree. Hurry though, you will need to order sooner in order to get them in time for Christmas. My favorite numismatic publication, Numismatic News, has a great article on their site about the 2022 Cody nominations. Coin of the year, that is. There are a total of 100 coins in 10 categories that are vying for the top spot. The categories are Most Historically Significant Coin, Best Contemporary Event Coin, Best Gold Coin, Best Silver Coin, Best Crown, Best Circulating Coin, Best Buy Metallic Coin, Most Artistic Coin, Most Innovative Coin, and the Most Inspirational Coin. They have a complete listing of the coins up for nomination on their website. Check them all out at numismaticnews.net. I would also just like to say that if you're looking for a last-minute gift for a loved one who is fond of numismatics, then a subscription to this publication would also be a great idea for you. It's truly a gift that keeps on giving the whole year round. A reminder to all of you numismatists who are looking for a warm weather getaway and some fun in the sun. The Florida numismatists will be having their January fun show at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida, coming up from January 6th through the 9th. It is a huge show featuring over 1,500 dealers. Book those tickets today and have some fun in a warmer climate for a few days. Heritage Auctions will be having a January 3rd U.S. error coinage auction. I'm going to take a look at this one for sure. I love error coins. They have featured a 1999 one-cent Lincoln-cent quadruple struck in an NGC holder grading MS65 red-brown, a 1972 San Francisco-minted Washington quarter, which is double-struck on a one-cent planchant graded Proof 66 by NGC, an undated five-cent Jefferson nickel struck on an elliptical clip, and many more. This will be an exciting auction for all of us error collectors out there. PCGS has their last quarterly special of the year coming to an end shortly. For submissions of different volumes, you can get a PCGS commemorative medal, a PCGS 35th anniversary edition gold box, or a PCGS banknote bag. Head on over to their website for all the details and start your submission before it ends. PCGS.com The ANA has announced that Coins for Christmas will be taking place December 13th to the 18th. Coins for Christmas was inspired by the Great American Coin Hunt, and the coin collecting community will spread holiday cheer by circulating collectible coins nationwide. Some dealers will even be handing out free coins to patrons who visit their coin shop on Saturday, December 18th, in recognition of Free Coin Day. Be sure to be on the lookout for these and support your local brick-and-mortar coin shops. This is not really news, but more of a reminder for all of you out there looking for gifts for your favorite numismatist this holiday season. Be careful of what you're buying, whom you're buying it from, and the most important, if it's a genuine piece. 
This time of the year, there are a lot of unscrupulous sellers out there trying to take advantage of people who don't know any better. One that comes to mind is an episode of What Were You Thinking a while back where a woman bought some silver eagles as gifts for her children. If it seems too good to be true, it more than likely is. Purchase coins from people who know what they're doing. Brick and mortar coin dealers will guide you down the right path and trusted websites such as the US Mint, AppMex, any of the large auction houses that I mention here regularly, and others that regularly deal in coins can be a good asset as well. If you really don't know what you're doing, steer clear of the venues that put the responsibility of knowing if something is genuine or not in your hands. There are plenty of us out there that will help you pick out the perfect gift for your loved ones. If you have something you want to purchase and are just not sure if it's a genuine or not, ask around. Get on your favorite coin form and put it out there for others to weigh in. It's better to take a minute to ask than regret the gift that you give after it's realized to be a fake. All right, friends, it's time for the World Coin Spotlight. Let's continue to head south to warmer climates as most of us are dealing with the cold weather up here. Today we're going to take a look at Costa Rica. Costa Rica is bordered to the north by Nicaragua, the east by the Caribbean Sea, the south by Panama, and the west by the Pacific Ocean. Costa Rica was actually a part of New Spain, a Spanish colonization in the New World. From 1810 to 1821, revolts took place all over Central America after Napoleon occupied Spain. The Spanish Viceroy was defeated in present-day Mexico, and in 1821, the Act of Independence was signed. The coin we're going to feature today is one that will be very affordable to add to your collection, if you want, and is of great significance to the country. Costa Rica will be minting the 2021 Bicentennial coin commemorating the event. It is a 500 cologne bimetallic Bicentennial coin. It is around 80 cents US and they are going to mint around 5 million of them. They will obviously be more on the secondary market, however they also plan on minting some decorative versions as well. The coin features the Independence Torch a map of Costa Rica which for the first time ever will include the Isla de Coco and the words liberty, peace, and democracy. Two very important things to call out here on this coin is the fact that this will be the very first coin ever made in a bimetallic fashion for Costa Rica, and the coin also features something not seen, at least to my knowledge, on most other coins. They have a lenticular metal print that if turned one way reads 500 for the denomination and if turned the other way reads BCCR. If you really want to get a cool visual on the coin, get on YouTube or Google and look it up. It is a very cool coin and one worth putting in your collection. Okay, all you roll hunters out there, get your rolls of Lincoln Sense back out as we get back to my old standby. If I have the time to search through coins, these are usually the ones I hit first. Lincoln cents are obviously the most affordable to search through and give you the most to look for. Sometimes it's hard to remember what all you should be looking for, but hey, that's what your favorite podcast is here to help you remember. I hope you new roll hunters out there have taken the time to read up on how coins are made and how the errors that I refer to come about. It will for sure help you to figure out if you really have a double die obverse or if you have machine doubling. There are a number of different things to look for out there and you might just fall upon one by accident and you want to make sure you know what it is. 
The first one we'll start off with is one you really want to fall upon by accident. It'll put a little change in your pocket. Change. Well, the likelihood that you'll find this 1969S double die obverse is almost nil, but you still need to be on the lookout for it. You will not need magnification to see this coin. The doubling is very strong all over the date. The doubling is very strong all over the obverse in the lettering and the numbers. By putting change in your pocket, I'm not talking about a couple bucks here, I'm talking thousands of dollars. This coin in MS condition is a whopper. The 1970S small date Lincoln cent should be on your radar as well. This coin can be easily spotted when you know what you're doing. There was a large date and a small date for this year. The small date is the one to be on the lookout for. It has two distinguishing features that I look for if I find a 1970S. The first is the tail of the 9. On a small date, the tail will point towards the bottom of the 7. The large date points more towards the mint mark. The second distinguishing feature is to look for the word liberty. On a small date, the letters will weaken dramatically as you go from the L to the Y. The large date in comparison is rather clear. The 1971 Philadelphia Minted Lincoln Cent has a double die obverse to look for as well. It's a pretty easily spottable coin as the doubling is very evident in the words in God we trust, liberty, and a tiny amount on the date. The 1972 Philadelphia Minted Lincoln Cent has a very popular double die for this date. It is very evident on the date, the words liberty, and in God we trust. It is a popular one to look for as it can bring you a couple hundred dollars in mint state condition. It jumps off the page at you, so to speak. A really cool coin to find. The last coin we're going to feature is a year that is more likely to be found in change than the previous ones. The 1980 Philadelphia Minted Lincoln Cent. It also features a double die obverse, and you can catch the doubling in the dates and in Liberty. Focus on the date if I had to give you a tip on this one. The date is the most visible part of the doubling, in my opinion. I hope you find one of these coins, and if you do, I want you to send me the photos and tell me about the hunt. I would love to hear from you. This is common knowledge to everyone who has been roll hunting for a while, and for those of you new to it, you need to know. The chances of finding anything, like a 69S double die or the 72 double die, are very slim, if not impossible. But, the fact of the matter is, that the more knowledge you have in this part of the hobby, the better off you are. You can study the doubling on these coins and understand what to look for on other coins, and if by chance the powers that be decide to bestow upon you a 1972 double die Lincoln cent, you're going to know. Happy hunting, friends. When stories of old are handed down from generation to generation, facts blur to fiction and details are sometimes lost and embellished. This story dates far back to a time where the world was unfolding with greed and religions were taking shape and people were looking for hope. It is one that has been handed down over centuries and although this depiction may not be word for word, it is the spirit of its message related to two coins that you should take to heart. Regardless if you are religious or not, the message is one that we can all live by today. A very long time ago, there was a man who went to a temple in Jerusalem. He watched as people would donate money to the church.
people would come from miles around to give their donations. People of mention in society would give large sums. They would be dressed well, spoke well, and had the means to give these large sums of money. They felt very proud to donate such great amounts to the church. The church was also happy to accept it. One of the town's widows went to the offering, and she put in two pieces of money. That's all she had. They were called mites. Nothing in physical value in comparison to what the rich people had given, but it was all that she had to give. The man who witnessed the giving took note of this. He went back to a group of men and told her what he witnessed. He spoke of the large sums that were donated and how the widow gave her last two mites to the church. He told these men that although the rich gave vast sums of money, the widow gave everything that she had. Her donation to the church meant more than that of the rich, as she gave all that she could. The man was Jesus Christ, and the group of men were his disciples. The widow's mite coin was not described in enough detail to know exactly what type of coin it was. However, with research, many scholars believe that the widow's mite was a small, thin, copper coin minted by Alexander Janaeus, king of Judea. They were known as lepton. This coin was the least valuable circulated coin in the region at the time. Many of these coins are still around today and can be had for around $50 or less as their details are not very clear. Higher value specimens obviously go for a larger price. NGC will certify any small Maccabean coin issued from 135 to 37 BCE as a widow's mite. The story and its values can be something that we can all use as a guide in our life for good will to all. Regardless if you are a devout Christian or an atheist, we must all vie to do good in this world and help others that are less fortunate than us. If your time is the only thing you have to give, then make your giving be worth just as much as the two widow's mites that were given to the church that day so many years ago. We can all choose to do good in this world and making it a better place. Helping those in need and doing what we can should be a motto to live by, not only this time of the year, but all year round. We can each make a difference, and we should. Well, friends, I would like to thank you for coming along with me on this episode of the podcast. I hope you like the content in this episode and take the message to heart. If you celebrate Christmas, I would like to take a minute and wish you the merriest of Christmases, goodwill to men, and peace on earth. The world can benefit from the kindness and giving that the coin community shows within itself, and I urge you to spread that as far as you can. Thanks again, folks, and I hope to have you along with me for the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you today and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider supporting me on Patreon at the Coin Club Podcast. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the same name. You can also go to my website, sevenhouseccb.com, and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see on future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.